0: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Darcy Howe. She is the managing director and administrator of the K.C. Rice Fund. She's a 20-year veteran angel capital investor. She is a founding member of the Women's Capital Connection, which is a network of accredited investors that, as the name implies, invest in women-led early-stage businesses. And She has a passion for innovation, both within a large company, which she's had experience with, and back of the napkin ideas that germinate into great businesses. and She's been a regional leader here in Kansas City's entrepreneurial ecosystem, helping to develop that connectivity between funders, entrepreneurs, and advisors that's just so important. Darcy's with us today to talk about what Casey Rise is doing for early stage funding in Kansas City, and she also has two big announcements that were made earlier today. Welcome to the show today, Darcy. Thank you, Kelly. Okay, before we get to the announcements, for somebody who may not I've heard about Casey Rise. Tell us what that is. Well, Casey
1: RISE is what is called in the business a sidecar fund. Mm -hmm. That means that um, we are are investing alongside other professional investors who are um, big institutional investors who uh, do that for a living and have big teams of people who are studying these companies and uh, making determinations as to how they want to invest. And so it's we're investing in early stage Kansas City. Area companies, alongside these professional investors, and we're uh, attempting to also bring the community interest in these companies, bring uh, elevate their um, stature a little mm-hmm. bit, and so that the community knows it's how these how. Successful companies are successful as much um, because the community gets around them and and supports them as it is the money. So we are trying to help investors in Kansas City um, understand that and be educated as to how to help. These companies, because if we help the companies, we'll help our region grow. We're not a region that is has traditionally been very good at um, bringing in large companies from the outside, right. big headquarter companies. Mm-hmm. We have have a DNA of of home growing our own. You think yes. about Hell'sberg Diamonds mm-hmm. and Hallmark Cards Henry and H and R Block. block. Yuck. So that's, uh, that, that's what we're trying to do is sort of the next generation of those kinds of companies are the seeds are right here in our community and exciting things are going on and we want to help those companies.
0: And that leads right up to the announcement that was made earlier this morning. You announced investment in two of these companies. Tell us about that. So this is our, our first
1: our mm-hmm. first investments. Uh, the first one is Spider Oak. It's an online data security company, um, most famously in that business, uh, endorsed by Edward Snowden, <laughs> who says this is the only place that you really can truly have security. And you think about where are companies um, and your own personal security most compromised. It's through email. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they solve for that and they have have um, uh, elegant products that are easy to use, but uh, the chief technology uh, officer of any family or company could appreciate what they do because they are what they call zero knowledge uh, encrypted messaging. So Mm -hmm. that's what they do. And and it's pretty interesting to have this little company. In fact, they are headquartered right in Mission, Kansas. Who would
0: have thought? I I saw that when we received the press release and I thought right in my back door. And And nobody
1: knows. And interestingly, they have never had $1 of investment from Kansas Citians and their company. Their investors are all people who recognize this sort of global talent they have. Um, Their investors are out of Chicago. Our second company is a um, nutritional technology company Mm -hmm. called Inara Health, led by Mike Peck, the CEO uh, their um, first product and they are intending to have an array of products in the nutritional technology um, business, but their first product is to help preemies learn how to suck. Who would have known? But this mm-hmm. is a very difficult thing and if you, um, it's a, it's a, something that all humans know how to do, but yeah, if you don't do it reflects. well, yeah. it's, uh, it affects your entire, your ability to grow mm-hmm. and talk and lots of other things. So that's what Anara Health is doing. So we have kind of an interesting health technology company as well as a um, uh, security online uh, data company, mm-hmm. and these are assets the kind of assets that we're growing here in Kansas City. Yeah. What, what are the
0: next steps for these companies now that this has been announced? What happens next?
1: So um, we were in a round of funding, so they have mm-hmm. other investors, again, um, some out of town, some in, in town uh, for ANARA Health. And uh, what we plan to do, uh, in fact, what we asked them this this week when we announced it to our investors, what are the three things that we as a community can help you? And um, both of them said, we need more customers. So mm-hmm. h- help us by inter- introductions to the chief technology officer of your company for Spider Oak or help us with introductions to clinicians and hospitals, um, um, NICU units mm-hmm. for Inara Health. So our investors are getting on the phone right already right. and trying to make introductions for them.
0: Right. Well, and again, going back to what you said, it, the money is critically important, but you, you have to have that support system behind it, and so the fact that your investors are getting on the phone, making those crucial introductions, uh, that is just wonderful. Let's go back and talk about the fund in general. You mentioned that um, with Spider Oak, that nobody in Kansas City had invested in them. In fact, that's a very common gripe about Kansas City's entrepreneurial community, is that it's there's just not enough capital to fund the kind of innovation that's necessary for these high-growth companies. Why isn't there, or well, first of all, do you agree with it, and if you do, why isn't there the interest? Interest in early stage funding. Well, at first, the premise of there isn't enough capital, I have discovered in this
1: last couple of years that it actually is here. Mm-hmm. The real challenge is it's not very connected. Right. So there are small pockets of people who have been doing this for a long time, and the community has benefited by that. But there are um, many more who are not that connected to those pockets. Uh, there are some who are interested, but they don't know how to pattern recognize investing in a company before it has, um, it might have some revenue, but it's it's not profitable. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different um, animal than right. other investing. And so uh, I'd say it's a connectivity issue. It's not an interest uh, issue. We're having more and more... Um, individuals interested and families interested and corporations interested. Mm -hmm. Some of our big companies in Kansas City are um, building out small teams to find innovation. We're trying to help connect that innovation that's happening in their own backyard to those companies here in town who are looking for innovation. H&R Block, as an example, Mm -hmm. has um, a group of their innovation team housed in the Sprint Accelerator, where a lot of the startups are. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of bridging the gap between Companies and who uh, seek innovation, little companies who are uh, need customers, and also families of wealth who yes. um, have traditionally in Kansas City. Many of them uh, are more in the wealth preservation mode than right. in the wealth creation mode, and we're finding that some of their next gen millennial members of those families have a deep interest. These people who are uh, starting these companies, some of them are their age, right? Yes. yes. So they can bring an interesting um, perspective with capital. and So there's there's just a lot of connectivity that had been missing that is being built by myself and many others who are starting funds, who are uh, educating the, the folks over at um, Village Square, the startup mm-hmm. uh, village. They're doing a wonderful job of educating even high schoolers how to problem solve and become entrepreneurs. So it takes a Village and uh, there are many who, who are working toward this. It,
0: it absolutely does. And uh, as part of that working together, it's breaking down some of the boundaries uh, or the territoriality, too, a little bit and, and coming together to um, raise the entire community. Where does Casey Rice fit into this? What are you doing? I mean, you talked about it briefly, but go a little deeper. What is Casey Rice doing to answer this um, problem with, you, you You said it's not a capital problem, it's a connectivity problem. So what are you doing uh, to solve that?
1: Well, by the investors that we have are coming from all walks of life, let's say. Uh, They all have to be accredited investors, but we have corporate investors. Mm -hmm. We have multiple generational family investors. um, We have institutions uh, who are investors. So um, a a little of all of the above and bringing those conversations, um, uh, bringing these companies to these, uh, bringing our small companies to this population to Mm -hmm. help problem solve. So as an example, um, you can imagine this has been a lot of publicity about Casey Wright fund. And so pretty much every entrepreneur who ever had an idea in Kansas City (laughs) coming to my door. (laughs) And I love it. And many of them, maybe the majority of them are not kind of ready for the level where we are, which it has has to be a million dollar round Mm -hmm. and they have to be at a certain stage. They're still early, but they're not back of the napkin. uh, They're long beyond that. They have customers. And so directing them to other places instead of what traditionally has kind of happened here is if no is no and then the entrepreneur doesn't know where to go right and so we're also building that modeling the way let's say in helping these entrepreneurs to find resources if they don't know how to pitch well well they can go over to Enterprise Center of Johnson County and pitch prep mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there are a lot of places that they can the Casey source link right. is kind of the four one one of information so sending them places um, to help nurture them on their way so that they might be ready for for mm-hmm. investment of a group like yeah. Casey Rice. And
0: that conversation, that dialogue you mentioned, is so important because you learn so much that you didn't know. I mean, we, we tend to work in our own little spheres of influence and get very comfortable with there with those relationships. But it is amazing, even for as long as I've been working in this community for 25 years, every single week I meet people I didn't know that, I, that are doing something or have a program I didn't know about. And if you don't um, open yourselves up to those kind of conversations and dialogues, then you you just can't, you can't grow, the community can't grow and so that's just wonderful that you're a part of that. When Victor
1: Huang came Mm -hmm. to Kansas City um, to be the head of the entrepreneurial side of Kauffman Foundation, he wasn't here hardly a week before he recognized the real um, gifts that we have in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. There's some people who use Kansas City nice in a pejorative way, like people won't tell you the truth but what he saw and what I see is that Kansas City nice means people want to help. Mm -hmm. There's um, Um, you know, two degrees of separation around here, right? And so people want to help. And once they recognize, oh, these companies need help... Um, they're willing to step in, and that's something that Kansas City does well, and we should think of that as one of our many assets of our community.
0: Why now? Why is this the right time to be having these conversations for the Casey Rising Fund to uh, spring? Because that's what, you're less than a year old, right? Right. Yeah. We, we just started this year mm-hmm. in the last few in months. In February, I believe, uh, February right? was the announcement. announcement. We didn't okay. really go
1: live until a few weeks ago.
0: Okay. All right. So um, why now though? Why, why, why is it suddenly so important? It probably has always been important, but why is it taking off now? Why is the recognition occurring now? There's a global interest. Millennials
1: want to do it a little differently than, mm-hmm. than we baby boomers. And <laughs> so after the downturn in 08, it sort of forced many to have to figure out how to do things differently. There were the big, the jobs in the big companies weren't quite as plentiful. And that is the, the combination of, they wanted. Do it differently. They want this balance in life. They want to, you know, strike out on their own in a way that that feels very um, uh, individualistic. Has been all, and it's global. It's not just here in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I think what's happening in Kansas City is very typical of what's happening around the country and around the globe. And. The cool thing for Kansas City is it's time. We we need to grow faster. We have been behind our peer cities in many ways economically, and um, that we have such a cool factor here between our sports teams and um, the Google Fiber, and there are many things that have begun to create a cool factor. And we want our young millennials mm-hmm. to come back to Kansas City and realize that they're, they're if they're people of achievement, they can find great careers here. They don't have to go to New York or Chicago or D.C. They can do that right here. And it's it's just the dawn of a new Kansas City, mm-hmm. and it's a very, very very exciting time to be part of that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because uh, I have two daughters that are in their mid to late 20s, and when they were in school, a lot of their friends would say, when you know after I leave, I'm gone, any place but Kansas City. They're looking at San Francisco. They're looking at different places. And so many of them... While they were in college, a lot of this started happening, and now, like, I want to come back to Kansas City, or I am back in Kansas City. So what you're saying is very true. We're really starting to hit our stride here, especially among the younger groups, as you say. So yes. it's it's a great thing to see. Let's go back again to the fund a little bit. Um, you mentioned eligibility requirements in terms of Kansas City-based, Kansas City metro-based, right? Well, it's actually from Manhattan, Kansas uh-huh. to
1: Columbia, Missouri. So think two hours mm-hmm. east and west of us on I-70. Uh, St. Joe is included in that. We we do not go down to Springfield in Wichita, but pretty much in the, you know, KC, mm-hmm. so think of it as the animal health quarter, I was which gonna is say, sort of the yeah, same, exactly um, because there are very interesting assets also in the universities. I mm-hmm. Verify, the most recent yeah. um, example of a very successful locally funded company um, who is in the biometric security business. Are you getting a theme here? Kansas mm-hmm. City has a lot of security yes, assets. absolutely, uh, And they um, uh, look at what they have done done here in Kansas City. And I Verify came out of uh, UMKC as Mm -hmm. a technology. So we want to include the universities as well, because lots of interesting things are happening at the university level.
0: Absolutely. And that commercialization of those ideas is just so important. Now you you have the location or the geographic requirement, uh, your sidecar fund. So you have to have how much in funding from another VC? So you have to have the round of funding Mm -hmm. has to be at
1: least a million dollar round or what we call series A. So this is after seed funds, mm-hmm. after friends and family, right. after angels which are sort of individuals um, the, it's sort of the first round of quote institutional money and the Casey Rise Fund will put um, up to 20% of that round in with a maximum of $500,000 okay. per round and each company, the way you invest in, in early stage companies is you don't give them everything up front, you mm-hmm. give them a little up front and then as yeah. those who um, create traction and they're so showing progress, then they get a little more money down the road. Mm-hmm. And so we're saving money back for each of these companies. We hope to have 15 to 20 companies in the portfolio. Um, and they will have a million... Uh, uh, those who are successful could have up to a million dollars of investment from us on in multiple rounds of funding.
0: Okay. And are you targeting any particular industries you've mentioned animal health quite a bit today uh, are you targeting mostly in that area or no we aren't actually okay. you think
1: about we're, we're we're in a small geography so I need to be we need to be as diverse as possible we're trying to mm-hmm. de-risk this experience okay. for our many brand many are brand new to early stage investing and therefore it should be a, a very diverse in the industry type so we will look at uh, pretty much all things that come out of this area that looks like what we've just described, a million dollar round and has a, a quote approved venture capital firm as mm-hmm. their investor in that round. it's it's it generally is going to get funded and only on an exception basis would it not? get funded. Okay.
0: So how are you going to measure the economic impact of this? Do you have anything in place for that?
1: Well, we're um, working with Casey SourceLink to make sure that we are um, documenting everything that is happening, the connectivity that's being built, the relationships that are developing, the customers that they're getting. And um, in our case, because I am 100% focused on performance for my investors in this fund, mm-hmm. uh, Kansas City benefiting is the happy byproduct it's not the the full mission the mission is to help the investors make money because if we do that we will grow more investors here if we're not successful in that they will be discouraged so I am focused 100% on the financial performance as the general partner of the fund Um, but that said so uh, when a company like iVerify wins and I was a personal investor Mm -hmm. in iVerify you know it's you get many times your money back and it's successful like that and the um auxiliary importance of that to Kansas City is uh, that company will grow from 20 or 30 employees to double that by the end of this year, and they mm-hmm. just were acquired just weeks yeah. ago, and they might have uh, some multiple of that in employment. This uh, Chinese company that is the parent of, um, now of iVerify it plans to make I Verify, their global source for all of this kind of right. biometric um, security. So uh, that could turn into many, much more that's important to Kansas City down the road than just the money that we investors made from um
0: from backing that company early. Right. Now, iVerify is also involved in the Casey RISE Fund, uh, along with Ron yes, LeMay the, and some others. Well, the yeah. founder
1: of mm-hmm. uh, iVerify, one of the co-founders, uh-huh. uh, Toby Rush, right. is on the board for Casey Rise yeah. And Ron LeMay, mm-hmm. who is the founder of Open Air Ventures, um, mm-hmm. a very successful... Incubator to venture capital to they I mean they do everything over there from think up ideas to we, uh, Ron is on the board chair of Gogo yes. a public company which was one of the Open Air assets as well so Toby and Ron are very very experienced at this and uh, are very helpful to me and in. in uh, leading the way. In fact, it was Ron's idea to be a sidecar fund and to make this a very low cost, mm-hmm. um, a very transparent investment framework so the community can um, know what to expect. And so it's been a great partnership so yeah. far.
0: When I introduced you, I just gave uh, some background on some of your most recent endeavors. You have a long history of investment and of uh, helping people um, get return on their money this goes back what about 30 years I think and 32 32 okay <laughs> I'm an old uh, dog and I'm learning we're some all, new tricks' we're all we're <laughs> all in the getting there or in that space already. so talk to us about how you even got involved How did your career start and what has kept you so attracted to this area this line of this career?
1: As a young person, I thought I wanted to be a social worker, mm-hmm. and then I went to business school. <laughs> Changes things. And, but I realized that actually the work of um, that we did, as mm-hmm. my team and I did, um, to be a very large asset management practice for um, families, multi-generational families of wealth in Kansas City, is um, there's a lot of social work aspect to asset management and helping families get to the objectives they want and mm-hmm. bringing the families family values through their through their money. So it's a little bit a uh, continuation of that. I retired a couple of years ago. I had a lot of fun uh, golfing and skiing and seeing friends and doing things that I didn't have time to do before, but I felt purposeless. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when this opportunity came to help with the Casey Rising Initiative, which is 200 plus business people helping Kansas City to figure out how to grow economically, um, uh, Ron LeMay and Davion Ross, an entrepreneur, yes. and I were there. The leads of one of the three work groups called the Innovation and Entrepreneurship Work Group. And about a year ago, about this time last year, I said, Ron, you know, I think we've got a fund in this. I said, do you want to run a fund? He's like, no, I don't have time to run a fund, <laughs> but you can run a fund. So uh, we started socializing the idea in January, and sure enough, by the end of February, we realized we've got something here. There are many Kansas Cityans, corporate and individuals and families who want to be helpful and this is to me the 21st century investing is early stage private Mm -hmm. companies it used to be that all the innovation happened in uh, places like Hewlett Packard and uh, uh, compact Computer Mm -hmm. and all and And what's happening now in terms of innovation is happening because the democratization of of with the Internet. And, you know, you can start these businesses in your garage like Bill Gates. And and what's happening with the big companies is they are buying small companies as a huge part of their strategy for innovation. So this really is the 21st century investing that – that people need to get their heads around, that it's probably, uh, you know, the, if I look back in my asset management hat, this is a 3 to 5% of your overall... Um, net worth because it's very risky, it's very illiquid, uh, not for the fate at heart. But uh, when you build a portfolio and take a portfolio approach, you're going to have some that will not succeed. I can guarantee that at this point. Um, you'll have some that'll just be ho hum, and you'll have some that'll be blockbusters, like I verify it was. And the totality of that is where you get your return as an investor. So um, it's just a continuation of the sort of investment hat that I have had. And this combination of helping businesses in my own backyard, this is my way, you know, you teach it, teach a person to fish kind of thing, right, Hel- right. helping in mm-hmm. your own, those in your own backyard is, is very satisfying. It's a nice kind of legacy feel for me as I finish out my career that I can do nice, mm-hmm. nice things. And I want to encourage also women. Yes, um, asset management is a, it, it's, it's, it takes a. a- Families want to trust, right? Women are very good at being listeners, at uh, being trustworthy. Not that men aren't, but uh, but it's a special skill of women. And there are still, I think, when I started in 1984 back um, at Merrill Lynch, there were maybe 12 or 15 percent women. It's something like 17 percent today. It's hardly moved the needle in 32 years. And I want to encourage young women that um, this is a great career, especially if you want balance in life and you want to. Have have a family and all you can you're entrepreneurial but you have the safety net of a, of a- of a company uh, behind you and want to encourage young women to think about asset management. Okay. i run off the tracks a little bit on this, but you,
0: you you took my next question away from me and that's great, which is, you know, a lot of people when they think about investment and investment advisors, they have stereotypes of, you know, the wall street mania and so forth. And just a bunch of number crunchers, but here I talk with you and you are so passionate and you're so community minded. I was going to ask you what drives you. Well, you, I think you just summed it up, but if you left anything out, please feel free to uh, I mean it, you you obviously see the whole picture uh, you know from from the investment to where it can go and how it raises the community and as you say though you have to be hundred percent focused on the investor um, you were talking about women not only as a career but you're you are were one of the founding members of the women's capital connection so uh, as we close up here just women entrepreneurs and uh, that's another gripe that you hear sometimes is that women are uh, Uh, business owners or entrepreneurs are particularly underfunded uh you want to address that
1: well how many women know guys in their life who they feel like had half their skill but but twice the moxie right Mm -hmm. um women need to learn moxie and be uh and many women have moxie but it's it's women don't ask they don't dream big enough sometimes they don't ask for enough money they try and scrape by oh i can get by on this right it's it's Mm -hmm. a it's a that doesn't necessarily serve well for right. early stage companies. And so Women's Capital Connection was formed out of the Enterprise Center of Johnson County um, by a few friends of mine who felt, who saw this need that women need a little extra help and encouragement and some money. And uh, so Women's Capital Connection has invested, I'm sure I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but somewhere around $3 million mm-hmm. over the last nine and a half years that we've been around. Um, we've had a couple of liquidity events and and uh, many that are still out there. So it tells you how long it takes to... Yes. Uh, I'm on the board of Roxy's, which is mm-hmm. one of the companies we've invested in. on our in. cover. Love yes, yeah. that's right. I've seen Callie on your cover. Mm-hmm. She is a rock star. She is. In the, Talk the, about
0: Moxie. <laughs> yes, that she's
1: got it. We need to bottle bottle that up yeah. out of Callie. Um, but there are many entrepreneurs out there like mm-hmm. that, and, and uh, women entrepreneurs in our area. and we, And to have women funders... Who get some of the things that women dream up as companies are also products that women get. So um, I would encourage uh, women who are accredited investors. That means that you have to have a net worth of uh, uh, something like a million dollars at least. Uh, you have to have or income of two hundred thousand dollars or more in your family. I might got that wrong a little bit, but it's in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, that to consider women investors, we want more women investors, we need more uh, women entrepreneurs, women investing in women is just a cool thing too but uh i am uh, i'm also gender agnostic as an investor i i don't want to end just on that topic because uh we all entrepreneurs need more investors absolutely <laughs> and uh, yes. so uh, we're we're here to try and bridge that gap and bring them together
0: you're doing wonderful work and always fascinating to talk with you if anybody else would like to talk with you how would they get in touch with you
1: uh, Darcy A. Howe at kcrise.com
0: Okay, Darcy uh, with a Y wire an I? Darcy
1: with a Y, D-A-R-C-Y-A-H-O-W-E at kcrise.com
0: Very good. Thank, thank, thank you, you Kelly. so much for sharing with us thank today. Thank you I so much it. for having me. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com, follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.